Welcome to Music Vibes. In this podcast, we will talk about everything related to being an upcoming artist. My name is Santini. I'm an artist myself. You can find me at Santini Music on all social platforms. And this podcast is brought to you by Jungle Music. So let's get going. So welcome to Music Vibes, Romel Veal, the one and only multi-talented producer, <laughs> composer. Oh my God, you got to have me on today because um, we're going to talk about how to break into the LA music scene. So the Los Angeles music industry in the US, because that's where you live. So tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Hey, my name is Romel Veal. I produce, I play a lot of instruments, I study music at school, and I play several, many different styles of of um, music. Traveled around the world, you know, a lot of experience come from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Um, but far as the, the Los Angeles aspect, I mean, it's a melting pot with musicians from artists, creative people from everywhere come here to, to try to break into Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. become a star, you know. But, but I think, as far as my experience, I think it's just being, just having the energy and the drive to mm-hmm. just to be excellent at what you do. Mm-hmm. Take, take it serious because it's a lot of overall just, people just want to be able to get into it real easily, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do the work. <laughs> But when you have the, the 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 work ethic behind you and the business aspect at the same time, it's easy just to get your feet wet and and easily just overall just a lot of opportunities. I would say my greatest opportunities I experienced uh-huh. came from something that I didn't think would actually be that situation. You know, it was the stuff that I really was practicing to for auditions and everything. Yeah probably got the gig or worked with the artist but it wasn't really what I really wanted to fulfill you know because you work with a with lot the of, with a lot of great artists right yeah I would say yeah uh, <laughs> people that's um <laughs> yeah huh? for you it's like oh yeah I work with them Estelle with um who again John B we know from R&B back in the day um, yeah, I worked from worked with John B for a while. Um, Melanie Fiona worked mm-hmm. with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully some music that I recorded <laughs> a year or so ago, being and um coming to America. I did some work with Eddie Murphy before. Um, I worked with Music Soul Child. Um, I used to be an engineer for Macy Gray's label. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. My first opportunity as a recording engineer was actually with 1500. I moved to LA from Chicago. Chicago, right? Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> all the talent comes from because that we met in LA because she talked about like you know how everyone comes to LA to break into the scene. For me, it was also like for my music dream, I came there there but also to pursue like um in marketing video marketing um to to see how that industry the tech industry like work that combination and nowadays you see that all more combined like artists 
do a lot of independent stuff and then need to also know the tech and the marketing side of things. And it's taking a really yeah. huge, you know, um, yes, it's, it's going very fast. Um, but I'm just wondering like how you, because you play so many instruments, just, can you just tell us like how many instruments you play and, um, yeah, just tell that's that's kind of hard because because mm-hmm. the, the spoons is literally an instrument <laughs> like um seriously because yeah. i never really kind of i just i know growing up i just love like the strings on like curtis mayfield albums mm-hmm. just it's music that had like the strings where it just make the song sound so warm mm-hmm. but I, I didn't come from a rich family. <laughs> I couldn't afford so to to be able to have when I when I started deciding to start producing music. I wanted to be able to have that sound, but in order to have that sound, you can't get that from a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So I actually just rather get the instrument versus paying two hundred people two hundred dollars a piece to to get that sound and just recording myself. So from that aspect, it's, I play the trumpet the trombone I did a um, video with my son a couple of weeks ago and I actually p- pulled out the alto saxophone for the first time since eighth grade I played it like the summer mm-hmm. but after like as far as being able to adapt to so many different instruments it's just knowing that the piano very well because the piano is actually mm-hmm. a string instrument and a percussion instrument so and you can play bass lines on it. You can play the rhythm. The piano is so real rounded from the range of from how high it is, how low it is. Well, you can really play the piano. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what you say? Yeah, because I really, I really seen you. Like when I met you, it was a live jazz session at Beverly Hills. Um, was it Beverly Hills? What, what was it again? Oh, okay. Beverly Hills. And you are playing the bass. That is what catch my eye because. If people are like great, if musicians are great bass players, I'm like, wow. And that that is really, is that your like go-to instrument or is, has that just grown to that? And we will talk about our release also soon because we work together, of course. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Groove on. Groove on. I gotta groove on. <laughs> We let the people yeah. hear it. Let the people have listened to it now, and they're like, "Hey, this is a nice song." Maybe probably by now they have seen the music video too. But um, like, why did you do the bass? Like, why is that like your go-to instrument for live performances? As I have seen. Well, I would say well, it's kind of like guitar is also as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like give and take, guitar or bass live. Been playing a lot of trumpet lately live too. Mm-hmm. But the bass, I would say, I do have the most experience. Mm-hmm. It's not the first instrument I picked up. Mm-hmm. The first instrument I picked up was drums playing on pots and pans and toy drum set with real cymbals <laughs> wow. when I was young. But then I had like a guitar when I was like five years old, but it was broken up. I kind of just played at it. But 
my mom passed away when I was eight years old. She was a bassist. She played the guitar as well and played keyboard. Wow. But she's, she, yeah, she's a professional bassist. And so they gave me her bass when she passed away. So I started playing along with it. So it's, I would say it's my first instrument that I took serious and actually studied the skills, the the, the, and the, the DNA. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because my father plays guitar. Yeah, what you say? Father plays guitar. Yeah, because your father's also a musician, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's in Chicago right now, guitar player. Guitar player. So with Groove On, because yeah, we met at Sofitel. You were playing with this nice band called Atlantic Band, and uh, afterwards, I think I went back to Holland and then came back to LA, and that's when we. Um, started working, decided like, okay, we got to work on this project because it's how it started with Groove On. I had a dream basically two years ago with the melody that came to me. And I have it was like a song that I, it was like, the dream was like I was in a studio and I was looking at um, uh, Stevie Wonder and he was playing that on a piano and singing that. And I oh. was the dream actually jealous that it wasn't my song, but that it was his song or something. <laughs> and I woke up and I have my phone next to me. So right away, press record and then just hum it. Like the humming version, maybe someday I will release it or I need to put it in this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, it was really like sleepy and then humming it. And then two years later, three years later, you know, we got to record this song in the Hollywood Hills made a studio in the Airbnb and just <laughs> off. But the, the thing for me was that, because I knew you as a bassist, I didn't know, of course, I hadn't seen you play any other thing, but how you played in like the piano and the this and that and how you composed this whole song. It's like a mass, it's a masterpiece. It's like a whole thing. So what did, I just want to know, because we work together, but what, um, inspired you to really go all out because you went all out of this project and it's two years in the making it has been before we released <laughs> so yeah what inspired you yeah this um well I know at that particular time because as a professional musician it's a um you go through dry seasons mm-hmm. and I was like in the middle of a dry season and I remember you talking to me that spring or that the early summer and said, I'm coming to LA in December. Can we work? I would like to do a song. I was like, cool, yeah. But at that particular time, mm-hmm. I was going through some situations in my life and my my studio was in storage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Centennial, you called and it was like, um, I'm here, let's work. I was like, well, somebody just stole my book bag that had about $15,000 worth of my portable studio. I don't have no studio. I have a studio in storage, but I don't even have nowhere to set up. I was like, wait, and you use that at Airbnb? <laughs> the Groove On video. Yes, Groove On video. And I was like, okay, I'll bring, I'll go, to, I'll go to my storage and set up. And so, the other corner of the video, that's where the studio was for this song. It was, a, it had a, it was like, I was at a point in my life, I was actually thinking about not even be, being a musician anymore to a certain extent. I was thinking about just going to a whole new career. Just, wow. And really? the, in, in, the inspiration. Wow. Yeah, so it was a lot of inspiration behind and it. For it was me, like, I was okay. also at a down, you know it. I just I experienced a heartbreak, breakup. 
a long relationship. Yeah. That this song was really to express my emotions, but also empower myself to move on. And whatever happens in life or ex- unexpected thing happens to you, you still gotta dance through the pain. Gotta groove on. More the same, like a low point and expressing all our creativity into this this song because for me because i have been releasing other songs and people think this is like really my fifth single but it's actually my first uh because we recorded it first but um wow yeah so they think like huh oh it's, they see the whole progress because they see this now that i also see this as like you know the banger you know it um and um but yeah the whole process was very also spiritual because I don't know, like LA has this vibe yeah. when you record and people who are in LA know this or have been there and they're in music. It's like, and maybe also in acting, it's the same thing. It's like you can tap into like a creative aura or I don't know how to call it, which is right. very, um, yes, that, that creates this like universal sound or something. I really... Yeah with my other experiences because i recorded in the netherlands i recorded in curacao the caribbean i recorded now in ghana in west africa so wow worldwide yes but such another i don't know it's such another vibe for me i can't explain it so what do you think that is i mean you have also been you also moved to la to be in that vibe basically yeah what is that well, it's just, you know, it's like showing up at work. Like a lot of people come here to work, you know, so it's just a, it's an atmosphere for it. So you got, you can go anywhere. You can go in Guitar Center, run into, you could run into Stevie Wonder in Guitar Center, literally. <laughs> like, um, I remember, um, just, I was just at a rehearsal a couple of days ago. It's popular guitar amp. Um, it was a guitar shop just with the door open saying, and it was actually, I was like, oh, wow, this is the actual owner of the, the company. When I was living in Chicago, I would, like, be trying to email, try to call the guy. And I'm actually on the block where he makes the guitars and amps. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is, yeah. So just being in this atmosphere, if you come here to do that, you know, it's, it's great opportunities. Would you also recommend, you like, know? artists from, from, from West Africa, for example, because at the moment that we're recording, I'm here now. Uh, or from Europe to really come taste, you know, the LA vibe. You think it will change them in the way they approach music, and it changed me. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure. It's just like even if I was to leave, anytime you leave out of your habitat, uh, out of your comfort zone, or where you accustomed to, you're always going to learn something. Yeah. So it's like that's why I really want to come. I want to go out there to Africa. I want to go there and really tap in and really. I love to be in different cultures. Uh, like the aspect of music because it opens my ears you know mm-hmm. but you know it's, it's los angeles is hollywood <laughs> it's, you know it's you can a- actually i'll oh, go ahead yeah it's a whole vibe <laughs> i just say it's a whole vibe yeah. like, it's, it's, it's but doing this coronavirus oh it's been a, a no vibe <laughs> no vibe so, yeah a no vibe yeah, I was then at the right spot because New Year's I spent here in Ghana and it was lit. Like now we do have a lot of some restrictions, but oh my God, it was still, um, yeah, it was still, uh, it was still a good, 
a good atmosphere, but not the same also as the year before, because in 2019, they had the year of return. So a lot of Americans came to Ghana um, to, you know, go back to the roots, African-Americans. So it was really nice to, um, that that campaign happened. And now they have like a beyond the return thing. So they're still, you know, encouraging people like I'm from the Caribbean originally, actually, you know, Suriname. So to come back to Ghana, like Ghana's my heritage and, so for me, how um, many languages do you speak? You speak like <laughs> well, three. I speak like three, like Surinamese, Dutch, and English. But I also on Curacao, I learned the Papiamento language, which is a combination of Portuguese, Spanish, and also African. Well, it's a whole thing. And then what's um, the name of that one again? You said Pap. What? Papiamento. I can't even know. I can't even. I can't even say the name of the language, and you speak the language. Wow, that's so I serious. Where I do understand when they speak now, and Spanish also a little bit because Papiamento and Spanish are very similar, and I always had an interest in Spanish, but I just, I just uh, practiced that a little bit on Babbel, you know, that uh, that app, that language app. But um, okay. Uh, and yeah, French, I can understand. When I watch a French movie, I can stand, understand most of it because we had French in school. It was a, it was mandatory in the Netherlands. So, oh, okay. So five I, or six, let me say, but three really fluently and the other three is bits and pieces. And oh yeah, now I'm in Ghana, so I'm learning three, three, I should say. It's not three, but three, wow. three. Oh my God. Three, Yeah, it's like tree. a whole thing. Yes. So it's oh, um, wow. even here they speak so many different languages. So that's why English is also like mainly spoken because not everyone speaks three. You also have Gong and you also have many other languages that they wow. speak. Yeah. So it's a whole uh journey and to see be here in Africa to see how many cultural diversity is here. But also I was um in December I was at an amazing jazz event. Like I was at Afrobeat event, you know, you have everything, but also an amazing jazz and hip hop event and like the the it was wow. like I was in LA. It was LA I was like wow I didn't know I would find LA in Accra, you know, the capital city of Ghana. Like that wow. the level is like top yeah, what you do? <laughs> like top oh, top, wow. top top music nice. guitar players. I can't wait to come and visit. I have to come <laughs> soon with them. And they have a whole music collective um so oh my god i gotta forget actually give a shout out to, to the music collective i just forgot the name it's late it's late <laughs> working a lot but yeah they're really they're really um doing a great job and we're actually also planning on going on tour doing that you know globally but uh yeah COVID, so yeah oh yeah or a bit um absolutely a bit yeah a little less Taki is the owner of it, Takio. Yeah, so it, it's a real nice uh, setting here. So I, was, I wasn't expecting that. Like, really, the vibe that we had at Sovitel with, with Atlantis, the band Jazz Vibe, that's really the vibe that I've experienced here as well. So wow. We how connected we are. The jazz is really, you know, it, it originates yeah. here. It originates because it was so pure. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Rapping, people singing R&B, people really dope really dope and then mixing it with afro beats wow yeah yeah, yeah. that's also my, my goal so so yeah so groove on um, but what um what is next for you because i want to ask you one more thing about yourself and then we go to the end of the episode so um because the thing i discovered about you is that you're not only a musician amazing musician but you're also an artist yourself oh, a yeah. singer. 
and you are like I call you the modern Lenny Kravitz because you're you have something of him but also way different. What is happening with that? What'd you say? Say that again. What is happening with that? Your own project. Oh yeah, I'm preparing it for it now. It's like during this whole quarantine time, I've spent a lot of time just learning and studying music at a different level and and just actually one thing lately during this quarantine mm-hmm. um i learned a lot about video editing mm-hmm. like extremely a whole lot during this time because you know that's a lot of, a lot of things that people been needing more because there's no live entertainment so a lot of live streams a lot of me recording or sending files to people of me playing and they doing videos and, mm-hmm. or going live and pre-recorded and all this so it actually enhanced my understanding so I've been doing a lot of studying a whole lot of studying since since the beginning of this pandemic you become and, um, more multi-talented what you say so from all these instruments, playing all these instruments to also singing, you know, performing live with artists, producing and video creation, video editing. Basically. Yeah. yeah, the whole package. So how can people like um, uh, reach you? I asked you to do that at the end end, but how can people reach you? On uh, I would say... Instagram, maybe, it probably is the best way to get in contact with me. I have a Facebook. Also, I just need to be more active. Once I get in the zone, I'm in the studio working, it's like the world stops. <laughs> and if I'm in a session and the session is going good to to three in the morning or to the next day or until I go to sleep, <laughs> then I wake up and be like, oh, my God, somebody text me. 28 hours ago that was important experienced that with you i'm sorry that's that's what happens (laughs) if i'm like in the zone if i'm practicing or something i'm actually like like if i pick up the trumpet and i'm started playing and and i'm started doing some things that i never done before it's just like incredible it's like it's like creating the greatest feeling (laughs) and i get distracted from it so Nice. So I'm going to do like a, a real quick three questions, which you can okay. answer very shortly. And you can okay. fill in the blank. So it's like, um, okay, start with the first one. You decided to become an artist because you? Mm, I always just feel it, you know. <laughs> it's like, a, um, you said, wait, the question is, I decided to become okay. an artist because I want to share with the world my understanding of music wow. my my interpretation of everything that i learned mm-hmm. from all the aspects and it's like you know that's i think that's about it that's the only way for me to express that mm. and yeah. other people how would they describe you how, would they? how other people describe me yes i don't know what the hell? <laughs> now, that's a hard question <laughs> How do other people describe me? Mm. I heard people call me I'm a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like all the different skills, yeah. I don't know, just you know, 
Swiss Army Knife. Try my best. You know, or what'd you say? <laughs> Let's just keep it at Swiss Army Knife. <laughs> 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 a way to describe you. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean. Well, what would you advise other artists? Like what do I advise other artists? Yes, upcoming artists. Upcoming artists? Yes. So just do what you feel. Because, mm. um, for instance, if you want to, if you if you were to major in music and go to college and major, yeah, it's it's rules you have to learn. It's just like a a baby you have to crawl. But actually, when you get to the end of the course in music, mm-hmm. it basically tells you that everything that you was taught was um, not a lie, but it was just. A foundation you can break all the rules you know so just at the end of the day as long as you feel what it is you're trying to put out you know yes feel feeling good so what is your instagram handle so that people can stalk you <laughs> um romel ville that's r-o-m-e-l v-e-a-l Yep, that's Ready? me. That's my first and last name right there. That's me. Yeah, so go, go stalk him. You have my permission. And keep um, streaming Groove On. It's on all platforms. It's our creation and um, the music video as well on YouTube. So go check it out and Groove On, especially in these times. Like That's why I think it took a while for the song to be released because it needed to be released at the right time and never would I have thought like two years ago or it was like, yeah, yeah, December 2018 that we would release it two years later in a pandemic. <laughs> Who would have yeah. never think of that? And especially now in these times, people need to, you know, they go through sadness, through loss, through a lot of financial loss. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. Like, have to move on. It's not only about heartbreak anymore. It's about like the whole thing like you know groove on so i really hope people can see it as take it as an anthem to uplift themselves when they're in lockdown or sitting in curfew or ah so many things all over the world happening so uh yeah yes so thank you so much for this talk hi santini talk to you soon Thank you for listening to Jungle Music Vibes, the podcast for upcoming artists. Next episode, we will have another artist or expert talking about, you know, helping you out with your journey so that you can excel and, you know, get the upper hand. If you want to be a guest, send an email to music at jungle.app, which is J-U-N-G-O dot A-P-P, or go on our Instagram jungle underscore app 
And of course, you can also follow me at Santini Music on all social platforms. S-E-N-T-I-N-I Music, Santini Music. See you next episode.